Hello, lovely listeners, and welcome back to this week's Shorts. Shorts are our mini episodes where Mick and me, I'm going to correct myself there, Mick and I, my wife is a teacher, so she would be very disappointed if I didn't correct myself then. Uh, So Mick and I go back to our favorite parts of previous episodes. And today we go back to episode 17, interview with Fiona Patton, leader of the Reason Party, an all-round good person. Uh, And we had a really great discussion, Um, especially in this short, we talk about, about just the start line for people in life is different for everybody. And I think that's good especially if you're in if you're a politician is great to remember so i will stop it there i'll let fiona do the talking and please enjoy you know what in fact we were talking to this young woman she'd spent a oh she'd spent quite a few years in in prison but she really had to dig deep while she was there and and i'm really pleased that the prison actually had that process for her because i know a lot of people don't get that that in prison but you know what she'd love to do is work with prisoners she'd actually love to be go back into the prisons but because she's got a record she can't go back into the prisons and it's kind of like she's the person you want in there she's the person you want in there giving people that the optimism that that you know that this can be life-changing and yet sometimes we are excluding some of those people and I think we need to become spent convictions is one thing but I think we need to be really starting to try and, and you know look at people for who they are at, across the board and you know and recognize some of the skills that yeah life experience gives you yeah well said and that that is another part as well as bringing the young people in to tell their stories we have we have young people on this podcast for that same reason to share their stories to share their experience um, and if it can change, it can help someone who's probably experiencing the same thing or it can be help a parent yeah. whose son or daughter is experiencing the same thing. Yeah. Then it, it makes a massive difference. And, and we've been yeah. really surprised, like, like not surprised, but taken back a little bit, I suppose, or heartened by the young people that we've interviewed. Mm. They've come in very nervous in doing the interview because they don't know what, you know, what's the podcast going to be about. They leave like floating because yeah. and they all say to us go thank you for giving me that opportunity to speak and thank you um for allowing me to tell mm. my story i hope it can help someone else and that's from you know that's because they've never know. had that platform and that and you can just think yep. what they can do for other people as well it's something that i think you know i know yep. certain prisons will do look at but if you have a certain you know crimes or you have a certain time from release you can't go back mm. into the into the system to help and you know we speak to people over in america um who do you know, um, do this work and they, they can do that yeah. and they are being able to do that and they can see the impact that it's having. So hopefully that's something that we can change. Maybe that's your next thing, uh, Fiona. We just put that down and um, you can make that happen, yeah. can you? Look, but yeah, next okay. week? <laughs> I mean, I, I have to say, look, I have to say, I mean, I, I, I think our justice system is completely fucked. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't think that's how I'm going to be able to say it in the report, but that's, I might have to use a few more words, but you know, um, but it is, and it's, 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 it's failing people. You know, we've got, you know, we know that if we send a young kid into the justice system that we've pretty much given them, you know, the, the, the get into jail free card that they will actually, uh, this, this will be a cycle through through their life and not for everyone but for a lot of people so you know and and we're doing it because people are disadvantaged because you know their family violence because of trauma you know um, drug misuse all of these things and you know like I, I just I, I despair at at 
this, our systems and how we're not investing in employment. We know that's the biggest protector. Mm. You know, we, so we're not putting that money in there. You know, we spent, I was looking at some figures, we spent $2 million on um, uh, early intervention with women. We've just spent $280 million building 100 more beds at the women's prison. Yep. I, I mean, those are bloody expensive yeah. beds for a start. Yeah. And it's a $2 million bed. You know, imagine if you gave someone a $2 million house or you gave, you invested half that money in that person and their family. Mm. Um, you know. Yep, you, absolutely. And hopefully that shift is there. Like, and that's, look, that's what we channel our work to do. And, um, mm. you know, and, and we feel very strongly about being able to do that. And I know not, not just us, many other organisations, many other social enterprises yep. all feel that they have, they can do this work, you know, and if they get yep. into funding and investment in, um, yep. we're proven to be able to have these amazing outcomes with the support because mm. um, you don't do it alone. Like we've never mm. done this alone. We don't do this alone. We do this, we do this hand in hand with, um, with, with, um, you know, government but we do it hand in hand mm -hmm. as well with the business sector as well yeah and it only works yep. with them three people aligned in knowing where we're going and what's the end and, and how we're going to get there and being a bit brave um as mm. well you know and um, because not every system works and and i feel that sometimes you know you need to have innovation in this space you yeah. need to have some flexibility you need to trust in the organizations that just because it's not the certain way you've done it for the last 10 20 30 mm. years and how you fund models and how you do that doesn't mean that's that's not going to yeah. be the better way it doesn't mean it can't be the better way because it can mm. in many cases because yeah. there's so many amazing brains out there who are looking at this this is this is their livelihood Every day mm. they wake up, they think about this. They go to bed sometimes thinking about this. They mm. wake up in the middle of the night thinking about this. It's yeah. these are the people that can make change, and I think that more and more um, need to be listened to, and and more and more that funding needs to be put in different kind of ways of doing this. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you can't have a majority doing it one way. It just means you just even open up that that percentage for that innovative mm. way, just to try some new things. And what else That's can right. you what else can you lose? We can't lose anything from it. I don't think you can only gain. Yeah. So hopefully, absolutely, yeah, I totally agree. Oh, obviously, I totally agree. But, um, and I think you know what you guys are doing is is amazing. And you know, the more employers we can get to understand that, and we know sometimes like young young people need support. You know, young people, you know, particularly if they've been brushing up against the justice system, there's a bloody good chance that they've actually probably come from a household that hasn't had you know long term employment mm. records, and you know just or it hasn't had a you know priority on education or school or things like that so you, you or they you know for whatever reason they haven't been able to stay in in a you know solid family structure so these people so people do need some support but that is money so well spent you know mm. like i'm sure for every dollar that you that that government invests in you i'm I'm, I'm hazarding a guess it would be about $10 saved in the rest of the system. Um, but, you know, we know that early intervention, we know that employment opportunities support with some support to get to 
young people understand getting to work on time, understand, you know. Yeah. Mm. There's so many hidden costs in it, you know, the hidden costs. Mm. Of, it's really easy to say one person you can keep it adjusted for this amount of period of time equals that, but that's only one part of it. That doesn't yeah. accumulate like how it saves on court, police, damages to the community. Exactly. And then if they're a repeat offender, if you don't get them at a certain mm. age and they go from the age of whatever, like it can go as low as 12, 13, 14, yeah. 15. If they go all the way through the system to their 40 years of age, it's millions upon millions upon millions. Mm. Mm-hmm. If you can nip that, mm-hmm. at a, if you can get that at a certain yep. point with an investment that is so minute compared to the millions, and I'm talking millions that one person is going to generate. Yep. Um, in the system. Oh, it's incredible. It's mind-blowing. I, mm. I mean, I look, we, we, we'll lock up a 15-year-old boy and it'll cost us $250,000 to do that. Mm. Now, I, I just, I would ask anyone in the community, do you think locking up a 15-year-old and spending $250,000 is, is that best use of that money? You know, I mean, you could send that kid to the best schools. They could have tennis lessons and overseas skiing holidays. <laughs> um, you know, and you could actually um, show love and respect and care for that person because, you know, if you go to Parkville or you go to um, Malmesbury, you know, you look at those places and you just think, if you wanted to show someone that you didn't give a shit about them, that's where you'd send them. You know, if you actually wanted to show you'd cared, you'd you'd look at their family and go, right, what do we need? Mm-hmm. You know, what do we need here? We need someone to cover the rent. Done. You know, we need some. St- we need to, you know, introduce some structure. Done. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and anyway. look, and, and we always say as well, like we we um people sometimes think that we you know advocate for you know people to get away with stuff and do and all it's not mm. that at all like i keep coming back to we we're, we're not saying that people say you know be tough on crime we always say yeah you know you can be tough on crime or you can be tough on rehabilitation and i think mm. that's where we mm. kind of sit you know yeah. we want to be able to the young people that work for us don't get a free ride they they that's we are on their case working with them yeah. consistently mentoring them challenging them all the time it's it's yeah. easier for them not to be with us mm. You know, yeah. um, but when when they're with us, we will show that love, we will show that respect, mm-hmm. we will, you know, humanise it, we will, we do all of that. But at the same time, you bet, you bet you we're challenging them. We bet you that yeah. when they don't turn up for work, they don't just get away with that. Like we're at, we're yeah. wanting to know why they're not in work, but we want to help them through why they're not in work. We want to mm-hmm. make sure that they, they learn from that because they're so used to, young people are so used to when they make a mistake, that's it. And their mechanism is, I've screwed up again. That's who I am. I'm happy with that at the moment. Yeah. That's my safety net and yeah. I'm away. See you later. You won't get near me again. And we're like, no, hang on a minute. And now we're at you again. No, no, no. We're not giving mm-hmm. up on you. you got to come back into work. We're going to do this again. Mm-hmm. And then it happens again. And we're back at them again. And suddenly the penny drops. They're going, why are you doing this? Yeah. Why are you still yeah. with me? Why are you still believing in me? Because yeah. no one else has. And that's what yeah. we kind of want to, to, to yeah. you need to break that kind of mindset in it because it's too strong the other way at the moment, especially in younger younger guys that we work with. Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're still on that path where they kind of are nearly happy to be connected to who they're connected to, committing offences yeah. and so forth. And to break that's harder, but it can be done. But, you know, it needs yeah. a bit of investment and it needs a little bit of uh, lateral thinking on it. Yeah. That's right. And the earlier you can do that, the better. So, you know, we were looking at st- some statistics on Monday that when you, the, they call, you know, the crime statistics was looking at like chronic offenders. So these are people who've had 10 or more offences. Um, and the majority of them, their first offence was when they were under 14. Their first brush or their first brush with the justice system was there. So you kind of think if you could have wrapped some services and some support around that person then, 
um, that would have changed the trajectory of their life. And, you know, we like the, the young people that you're seeing and the young people that I see who've, who've it's been hard to turn their life around. It's been hard to take on the responsibility of work, to take on the responsibility of your own actions. Mm. You know, it that that isn't easy. It's not easy for anyone, but it's it's harder when people have had just a rough start in life as well. That's it. Yeah. And I think um, it, a lot of it comes down to like the laws that we have in place, because you know they they can the like mm. as much as we can convince businesses and that sort of stuff. Um, and and government, the the people we really have to convince the most that they're they're human beings, they're part of our community, mm. is our young people that are that yeah. are getting in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that just sorry, this it just makes makes a point that you know I've heard employers say I'm happy to take someone with a criminal conviction unless it's a drug conviction. Yeah, and I'm like really, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But you know the the fact that we are still. Um, sending people to prison for being in possession or use of substances um, is just crazy. Mm. You know, if if we were offering help um, that, you know, it, it we, we could achieve so much more. And I think, you know, that's certainly something we'll be pushing for is to change the laws around drug possession. It's still drug possession, like not trafficking, possession is still in the top five offences, mm. Um and we're still, I think we're arresting like 30,000 people a year. Yeah, we love Fiona. We, we, we're really grateful for the time that she gave us as well for that interview. Um, it went for a little longer than we expected, uh, which is always a good thing. If you want to hear the full episode, please head on over to wherever you listen to Time to Rebuild. It's episode 17, interview with Fiona Patton MP, uh, and it's a great listen. Now, next week, our final episode of the season, Extra Time. Me and Mick sit down and review the season that has just been and uh, and what we got out of it. And I've just said me and Mick again. It's Mick and I. Let's move on. You'll also hear on what to expect from the upcoming season, uh, which is setting up to be a cracker as well. We're in the midst of recording it as we speak. But that's it from me. If you're enjoying the show, follow us on Instagram at YMCA underscore rebuild. Head over to our website at www.ymcarebuild.org.au. Follow us on LinkedIn as well. There's another one there. All that information is in the show notes. So that's it. Have a great week. We'll see you soon.